And then there were seven. We are back to wrap up. Can you believe it? Wrap up our series on justification and sanctification. Welcome back, everyone, to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. We made it. Woo! Oh, get out of the car, kids. <laughs> he that endureth oh, yeah. to the end shall be saved. What a trip. <laughs> what a trip. Uh, I hope you guys have some gas left in the tank, though, because this one is going to be good to finish, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you can get home from here. I wonder, I wonder how many people we picked up on this series. No. We stopped the bus along the way. It's like, hey, have you heard Pastor Daniel McKillop? He's now talking about once saved, always saved. If you can't earn it, you can't lose it. <laughs> yeah. So then they tune in. It's like, you guys oh, are going to miss this, aren't you? This is clickbait <laughs> to get me into the podcast. And it turns out he's still apostolic after all. Ah. Oh, man. This review pretty much says it in as few words as possible. Jace sent us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts from the U.S. and said, fantastic. The justification and sanctification series is wonderful. If you can't earn it, you can't lose it. And then a whole bunch of fire emojis. Like, yeah. Well said. That's, yeah. uh, this one's pretty good too. We've had this one for a few weeks. Um, Another five-star review, Apple Podcast in the U.S. Thanks. I love the ability to hear anointed, revelatory teaching anywhere. Thanks to you guys. I'm crying and speaking in tongues on the clock at work. <laughs> Catching odd looks, I would dare say, <laughs> from passers-by. I wonder if he works in a drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> Especially awesome on fast days when I'm trying to keep my mind off food. Wow. That's from Cold Kill and Apple Podcasts. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Those digital amens. Love it. Love oh, it. yeah. Thanks for letting us know what you think. I mean, we hear the negative stuff too. We just don't tell our audience, of course. Yes, right. right. But right. we appreciate you guys letting us know what you think. Uh, it's part of the podcast. We do read it all. Um, and it's good to know that there are people listening to us. Yeah. You know, you know someone left a comment on YouTube mm -hmm. asking about how to get in touch with us for further mm -hmm. clarification um, on certain questions. They can go to kingdomspeak.ca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, join the website. They, and yeah, you, you, can, you can communicate with us right there. We have a forum there. Yep. It's not just for preachers. It's not just for local saints. It's the whole point of this website is to get people uh, online, you know, in a safe forum to discuss, yeah, have chats about stuff. Let us know what you like. Um, if you want to debate, you know, if you want to take a shot at the producer, whatever, we'll we would there. welcome all of that. We will be there <laughs> and more of that. Yeah, he's wearing a nice tie today. Yeah, you know, I love it when people dress up to meet the occasion. Yeah. Hey, don't yeah. judge. Don't uh, judge. Nice tie. Yep. Sure yep. is nice to see oh. people putting their effort into it. <laughs> you know, God justified us, Pastor McKillop, I believe I heard you say, and that was yes. all him. All him. And now he asks us to do our part to sanctify ourselves. Yep. We just, we're just asked to do Work what, with him. Listen. Do what we can. Listen. Work with him. Listen. Holiness is from the inside. <laughs> oh, it is? I'm holy on the inside. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and that's it, folks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's our wrap up. That, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look and look. Uh, uh, what can we say? My. <laughs> if I had some scripture on my heart, I'd put it on it right now, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this has been fun. I hope yeah. it, I hope it's helped folks um, get a better grasp on these you on know, these topics. I'm sitting in the studio, and I've heard this stuff, a lot of it already, across the pulpit. 
Um, but I've learned a lot. It's been awesome. For it's sure. Been, you know, I, I know series, I'm sure, as a pastor, like how do you decide how far to go with something? Yeah. Right? Yeah, because we're, we we're talk, stopping today, we could talk but we're more. not done. <laughs> but this has been, this has been great um, and exhaustive. Um, you know, if any of you uh, are T-shirt makers in the audience, I'd love to have a T-shirt that says, if, if you can't earn it, you can't lose it. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Like, I'd wear that. Yeah. You know. Justified. If you can't earn it, you can't. Yeah. Kingdom speak. Yeah. Yeah, like camouflage. <laughs> With blaze orange text. It's over there somewhere. Yeah. It's over there. This Whoop. is this is Pastor McKill's favorite right here. Mm-hmm. For his birthday, the story behind that is we were we were on an exhaustive search for And still are beautiful premium hats and he was always saying oh yeah we want these black fitted hats with silver logo yep. button something nice yep. you know yep. so producer randy and i got on the horn and <clears throat> whipped up these real tree <laughs> kingdom i don't like those bass pro camel holy oh, rages about <laughs> bass pro mesh backs <laughs> so the story goes that we had we we mocked up this if box. you guys are wondering that watch on youtube why in the world is there a camo hat in the in the shot? That's right. Yeah, it's there. This is it. It's a thorn in the flesh to buffet him. It is. So he pulled. We say, "Hey, pastor, the hats." These guys are here. give Satan a break. <laughs> if you remember, if you're one of the loyal listeners uh, who listened for months now, we did an Instagram live. Hey, we got our merch. So he opens up the box live on Instagram. <laughs> and when he cracks open the box, it's orange mesh bags. <laughs> it was oh, great. It was wonderful. We enjoyed it more than anyone else, but yeah. it was great. So, yeah. Anyway, how do we get on all that? Oh, t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a trip. I feel like, as I said in the intro, like a road trip. And, you know, you drive home after this massive drive and you get out of the car, you go inside, you unpack, you lay down in bed and close your eyes and you see the line still whipping by from the road. It's like, that's what we've been doing. Like yeah. whenever we talk about podcasting, oh, we're podcasting this week, you know, let's record. I automatically know it's been we, justification saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Let's, um, let's go to first Thessalonians chapter four and verse number one. I'll see if I can pronounce all my words this week. Let's been, try that. I've been reading my Bible and trying to work you, on our phonics. Did you see? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Brother, was Elder. It Brother Elder. Yes. Yeah. Thank yes. God for a pastor who will bail me out. I still don't know how to say that word, though. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, We're not going there. Go. Let's like reading the message or something. And then Yeah. It's in here. It's in here. Yeah. yeah, it's in here. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God. Walk and please God. Mm -hmm. So you would abound more and more. So abounding is connected here with an observable action. All right, all right. Walking and pleasing God. Mm Mm-hmm. It is impossible to please God and subsequently abound Mm -hmm. without walking right. Hmm. That's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, When you go back to the Old Testament, it's not hard to see this, but one that immediately comes to the forefront is Jacob wrestling with God and God altering there's no question god was addressing the discrepancies Mm -hmm. in the cheater jacob pulling him to the israel definitely yeah but he touched him in an observable way and from that moment Mm -hmm. he was a marked man he he limped Mm -hmm. but he was blessed so here Paul is telling the Thessalonians, if you're going to please God and ultimately abound, you got to walk. Mm. Okay. And that's why we've taught you. This is what you, this is how you walk. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. 
Verse 2, for you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Right, not our ideas. These are God's ideas. For this is the will of God. How many want to know the will of God? Now I'm paying attention. All right. Yeah. This is the will of God. Even your sanctification. Well. That you should abstain from fornication. All right. So there is a very attainable mm-hmm. bar mm-hmm. for everyone who desires mm-hmm. to be sanctified. Mm-hmm. Don't commit fornication. Okay? Yep. That's the will of God. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get much straight, more straightforward than that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Verse 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. Wow. In sanctification and honor. Wow. That's a big statement right there. Okay. Go ahead with verse 5. Let's see how you make up with this word. Uh, not in the lust of concupiscence. Well, give him a, give him a hand. Yes, that's good. Yeah, it's like a that's 6 good. or 7 on 10. Yep. Even as the Gentiles, which know not God. Right. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Right. Wow, that's, that's quite a statement. Isn't it? The, the, you see how broad he's <laughs> painting here? Yeah. Yeah. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Therefore, that's 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 quite a it's quite a statement. Mm. He didn't just call us out of darkness into light. That's justification. Mm-hmm. But he's also called us to holiness. Interesting. That's where we have to come in. Mm-hmm. That's that synergistic response to his call out of darkness into light. Yes, okay. so it's more than just a call out of darkness. We are supposed to be holy people. Mm-hmm. We have been called unto holiness. Hmm. Verse 8. Whoever has a problem with this, his <gasps> call to holiness, needs to read this verse. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given us, given unto us his Holy Spirit. So he justified us. He gave us his spirit, but then he called us to sanctification. Right. So once again, my, my pledge to holiness has got nothing to do with my salvation. That, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's settled by him and him alone. Yep. He's the only one that could justify me. But once he gave me his Holy Spirit, he called me unto holiness. I can't just, well, I'm going to let God do it all. And, 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 and I, I just shove the clutch to glory. Mm. We've got a responsibility, mm. and we've got a call that we are to be a holy people. Mm. And it takes attention to detail mm-hmm. to learn the concept. And this is where, where broad... Uh, sweeping applications to holiness mm-hmm. become more personal mm-hmm. is in in passages like this where 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 you're not just a preacher that stands up in a pulpit and says I believe in holiness <laughs> bless God I, I, yeah holiness holiness yes yeah thank you, thank you. yeah <clears throat> yeah that's conference right there yes exactly <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Where, where, where you, you yeah. know you're speaking to an audience that that's the button to push. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't define anything. <laughs> you don't, you don't I believe the Bible. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. There we go again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of like what the, yeah, I loved what the bishop said last night in Bible study. He was on fire. Woo. Was he ever? Where he said, the devil believes our message. <laughs> we and the devil agree. So it's like, yeah, of course we know we're supposed to be holy people. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any Christian faith denomination that would disagree that we need to be a holy people. Mm-hmm. Where where it gets a little gray is what does that look like? Yeah, or does it right. look like anything? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Does it have an appearance? Yep. Right. So if you meet a Christian in Starbucks, we should probably all agree that maybe the Christian should be a little different. 
Maybe. In some way or another. Right. Like maybe it's a $20 tip. Yeah. Okay, so is it, is it just how he talks? Yeah. Is, is, is that far enough? Yeah. He's not the guy that's freaking out. Yep. Right, and being a Karen and throwing his drink back at the barista for messing it up. Right. Or if you are, then. So, so somewhere, there's got to be something mm-hmm. that sets that man apart. That's right. From everybody else that's never been justified. I wonder if you'd look I, different. You would think something's going to change, right? Paul said that that man should walk different. Mm. And so s- somewhere from this ambiguous, loose-knit quest to be holy, because, I mean, we, we've, we've referenced this stuff, but be ye holy, mm. God said, for I am holy. So there's, there's no, there's, there's, that, that's a pretty straightforward command. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to unpacking what does that look like? Right. And, and, and maybe that holiness group of people, mm-hmm. uh, they just take it a bit far. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just a bunch of old-fashioned, mm-hmm. old fogey folk. What does it look like? And, and, and he ties this to quite a statement. Mm-hmm. First of all, it should affect your morals. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the first thing he says. It's the will of God that you're not sexually immoral. Mm-hmm. Do not commit fornication. Okay? This is, this is the apostle's definition of sanctification. This is mm-hmm. the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality mm-hmm. or fornication. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then he goes farther. So it, it, It's our walk. Mm-hmm. It's our sexual immorality. The avoidance of that. Now listen, that fits me, you, you. Mm-hmm. That should fit every denomination, mm-hmm. whether you're Catholic, mm-hmm. Baptist, yep. Pentecostal, non-denominational, mm-hmm. abstain from fornication. Mm-hmm. Then he takes it to the next level mm-hmm. in verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification. Wow. Personal. It's like a step up. Application. That's a step up, isn't it? Here we go. Mm-hmm. So we know that the general application is that a man shouldn't wear that which pertains to a woman. A woman shouldn't wear that which pertains to a man. We are not here to try to pastor everybody. I'm talking generalization right now. Nobody should commit fornication. Right? Yeah. That a woman's, it's a shame for her to cut her hair. It's a shame for a man to have long hair. These are general applications. But then he just dials it in. Yes, he does. Let, let's, let's set the telescope aside and let's grab the microscope. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? I'm not talking what does Pentecost have to do. What does the apostolic movement have to do? Mm. What do you as an individual have to do to maintain the sanctification of your vessel. You you guys know that this is a common statement that I make, but I remind our church consistently what comes across the pulpit is the bare minimums of what it takes to be saved, to to live a holy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you have to wait for every bit of direction as it relates to your sanctification to come across the pulpit, you're going to miss it. At some point, you've got to work out your own salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling. You've got to begin looking at the Word of God as it were a mirror, James mm-hmm. said, yeah. and going, how does this affect me? Because the weaknesses and temptations that I have as Daniel McKillop may not be the weaknesses that you have as Derek Casista. Mm-hmm. Every one of us has a besetting sin. Oh, for sure. Every one of us has that individualistic thing mm-hmm. that may get you, that may not get me. There's broad things. Fornications, it, we're, 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 all, mm-hmm. we're all there. But then we have got to begin 
the process prayerfully of engaging in that, and I know we've been using this word, but that synergy between you and God of what 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 is it okay for me to do? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we have to spend so much time making sure the church doesn't lose ground on the general applications of holiness that we don't, we, we, we've not talked a lot about personal conviction anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You don't hear much of it. What, what about God challenging you mm-hmm. to give up something, set mm-hmm. something aside that nobody else in your church has set aside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I understand we're talking to an audience that, that, that is represented and comprised of individuals from a host of different congregations. Mm. We're not going to get into the details of, of, of that microscopic element of working out. That's your pastor's job. But let me just speak to you in principle. Mm-hmm. There should be some things, and it may only be for a season, where mm. God just says, uh, do you know what, I want you to back away from just because everybody else has social media in your church doesn't mean mm-hmm. that maybe you can handle it. Mm. You have to learn how to possess your vessel, and that requires, listen, legalism falls apart at this point. Exactly. Sure does. Because you can't write the rule book. Right. <laughs> right. Cookie cutter doesn't work. Legalism <laughs> is, is supposed to fit us all. Yeah. Mm. But being spirit-led is where I go, I'm sorry, boys. Yeah. I can't drink coffee no more. Yeah. And you know that's not what I mean. <laughs> Oh, Lord, don't take it away from me. <laughs> you, you get the point? It also takes away the narrative of, oh, that preacher is just controlling people. No, I'm doing this because I just think, for me, this is what I should do. Yeah. Uh, what an interesting concept. God's been yeah. dealing with me yeah. about my vessel. I want to possess my vessel. And it yeah. appears like when I'm spending more time on entertainment That's right. yeah. that I struggle with my attitude. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to back away from entertainment yeah. because I don't want to treat my wife this way. Yeah. I'm watching six hours a day of videos of people punching other people and now I want to punch people. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, maybe you should stop. Uh, right. 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 <laughs> the easiest thing in the world to do, and I say this carefully, because again, we have a host of, mm. but the easiest thing in the world to do is just preach against everything. <laughs> everything but fresh air. Just just <laughs> get rid of it all. Not in my church. When the reality is we need to teach people to be spirit-led. Man. And learn. It's a process. Learn how to possess your vessel. So I, I, I can remember... When I first got married, so check this out. Oh, we're going back a ways. Yeah, about six or seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. When I first got married, I, I had this beautiful vehicle. It was it was a, like peacock blue. Yeah, I remember that car. No, you don't. I do. I do. How, how old were you then? 98. What? Uh, I would have been 11 years old. I would have been three. I do remember that car. <sighs> Beautiful. Tinted windows. Of course. Oh, you got to have the window tint, right? I've done that. Yeah. You did it yourself? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Get anybody else to do it. <laughs> did it have any like bubbles in it? Put a sunroof in it. Oh. Not, not a moonroof. You installed it. Not a moonroof. The one with the clip? Oh, yeah. And you fold the clip out it and it had sticks the little, up? had the little red button that you like click, 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 so you Different. Yeah. yeah. You click it up once more and it falls back in. It was a Geo Metro four door hatchback. Bro. Two door. No. No, it was a four door. Oh, no. Four door. Was this Whole an way. HDR car? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Probably like 14 inch tires, right? <laughs> I think 11. Eight wheelbarrow tires. Yeah, they're pretty small. <laughs> they're pretty small. <laughs> Three cylinder. Coming up out of the hill, for those of you that have never been. And our beautiful neck of the woods coming up out of Grand Falls where we would mm. go get groceries. Mm-hmm. You could tell how, whether you'd, you didn't, you, you didn't monitor whether you bought too many groceries, groceries by the budget. Yeah. yeah. By the power. You monitored it by how long it took you to get up over the hill how to get out of gears, town. How many gears you had to go yeah. down. <laughs> had to shift. Yeah. Well, babe, you must have bought an extra load of yes. <laughs> groceries yes. today. 
Flower. You got flower this week, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I I would drive that vehicle and and that particular vessel, learning how to possess your vessel, mm-hmm. that particular vessel would require me mm-hmm. to respond differently. So over the years, I've I've God's blessed me with nicer vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I upgraded a while ago, and I'm driving a nicer vehicle now, and I'm 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 coming. One into, of those hundred thousand dollar ones. Yo, no, not that cheap. Oh, okay, bro. Yeah. I'm talking a nice vehicle. Oh, okay. That was the upgrade yeah. package. Yeah, oh, okay. mm-hmm. just the upgrades. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult you. Don't I've, be cheap anymore. Sorry, I apologize. Hundred thousand dollar vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this car that I drive is it's it's a little more sporty. The suspension and and it just goes. I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but you drive and you, every vehicle, every vessel you drive has a sweet spot. You know, mm-hmm. It's like man, just hundred and twenty. It rolls it, along, and just it just nice. it's there. Yeah. Okay. This one's well above hundred and twenty kilometers. It's sweet spot. Just oh, keeps okay. galloping away from you. Yeah. So I'm coming home, and and I'm coming into a, a, a turn. I'm driving from Grand Falls to Plast Rock, mm-hmm. and I'm coming into a turn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this thing is. And I looked down at the speedometer. And it was reflecting. And I was all of a sudden understanding why I'm wrestling to get this thing around the corner. Mm-hmm. So as you change from vessel to vessel, mm-hmm. on the roadmap of life, you have to adjust mm-hmm. accordingly. Because legally now there's there's a legal speed limit mm-hmm. on that road which i seldom respect <gasps> oh man but somewhere legally they had to go this is the safety margin for all vessels hmm. right yeah every every the range of the, the, the geometros right. to the sports cars should be able to handle this corner. The bare minimum. Right, yeah. at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. The reality is, is the vessel I'm driving now can handle it at a much higher rate of speed. Yeah. And, and, and do it sincerely. That's right. Without jeopardizing my safety mm-hmm. or anybody else's safety. But legalism has to find the medium. That's right, yeah. Okay? That's well put. Yeah. It has to find the medium. But... Those that learn how to possess their vessel and can outpace law enforcement, mm-hmm. they, they make that course correction and they adjust their mm-hmm. speed mm-hmm. based on their vessel. Here's the people that are legalistic. Here in New Brunswick, we can have a range of atmospheric conditions mm-hmm. from season to season. Yeah, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're going to say. Right? Yep. I can drive. So so, so if you're the legalistic person, mm-hmm. 80 kilometers an hour, I'm going to drive 80 kilometers yep. an hour. Eight That's what that of, sign says. Eight inches of snow, black ice, I'm oh. driving 80. That's exactly right. Oh. That's what the sign says. 10 and 2. Yep. That's it. Right into the ditch. Exactly. You go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Doesn't matter what your vessel is. Yep. At that point. I wasn't speeding. <laughs> exactly. Right? But you were for the condition. Oh, boy. There are times, so that's where legalism falls apart. Mm-hmm. It falls apart. There are times that due to the atmospheric conditions of life, you've got to adjust. Wow. Or else you lose out on your sanctification. Even Jesus, listen, even Jesus went through seasons, seasons of temptation. Yeah. You don't respond the same in a season of temptation as you do after the season of temptation when mm-hmm. Satan has departed from you for a season. So does that mean we throw the law book completely away, tear down all of the road signs of life? No. no. It's good ear markers. But those that are spirit-led, mm-hmm. they know. Do you know what? It's sunny today. Mm-hmm. There's no traffic. Me going an extra 10 to 15, 20 clicks over the speed limit, I'm going to get home four minutes earlier, and I'm not going to kill anybody to do it. 
Yeah, you've got to you've got to know what kind of vessel you're you're possessing. It requires spiritual maturity, and it it undermines the efficacy mm-hmm. of <clears throat> my neighbor can do it. Take the corner at a hundred yeah. than I can. Yeah. No, he's driving a Ferrari, and you have a Geo Metro. Mm-hmm. The suspension system there is mm-hmm. a bit different. You know, I've read about these. Uh, Actually, actually a podcast about the F-35s, the new fighter jets. And they say once once the pilot gets them up to a certain speed. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've always wondered, like, how do you control these things? And now they have this AI built into them. So if, like, the pilot sneezes mm-hmm. and he's doing however many mock above the speed of sound that the plane will literally ignore his twitch erratic and it'll just keep going because they know wow. that it's going at such a speed that man can't control it. You can't make the decision quick enough. That's the problem, right? Wow. And the reality is that for an apostolic church to to escape mm-hmm. From the doldrums of complacency mm-hmm. and predictability, because that's what legalism does. Right. Legalism responds consistently the same to everything. So mm-hmm. this is the difference between um, knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge knows what to do. To, what to do. Mm-hmm. Wisdom knows when to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How to apply it. I've heard it said that knowledge knows that a tomato is a part of the fruit family. Mm-hmm. Wisdom knows you don't put it in fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> Not a tomato yes. fan. Okay. So legalism versus spirit-led sanctification. Mm-hmm. The, it, it, takes, it takes that element to, to pull your church to the Mach 1 levels, mm-hmm. as you're saying, yeah. spiritually, yeah. where all of a sudden you're doing things for the kingdom oh, man. That, that are earth-shaking. Mm-hmm. Legalism doesn't get that accomplished. No. But, but those that would try to undermine the role of sanctification attack legalism mm-hmm. and abandon the pursuit of sanctification altogether. Right? Because maybe they've been hurt by legalism. Yeah, guarantee there's those people out there, right? Right. That have had those stories happen to you. Right. right? And so those that are led by the Spirit, they understand this particular church. Let's, let's talk churches right now. Mm-hmm. This particular church is going somewhere, and to get there, it requires this from us. Mm-hmm. Other churches, it may not require. That doesn't mean they're going to hell, that, that, that one church is better than another. No more than those individuals within a church that may lead a bit more of a sanctified life mm-hmm. are holier than everybody else. It's just that's what they have to do to possess that vessel in sanctification and honor. So how how do we close the loop on this gigantic subject? Like, what? You're what? worried we're not going to get there in this episode, aren't you? No, I'm not. He is. He is. He's I'm, I'm wondering how, He's worried. you know, because we've talked a lot about justification. You know, God's part. We've, you know, we've spent the last three episodes now talking about the holiness stuff. There's got to be a way that you can, and I know you do, but I'm just trying to help you set it up that, Help me, bro. How do we connect the dots to show that what we're doing matters and what God has done matters? If what God done matters, mm-hmm. then what we do should. Right. Yeah. It should matter. And that's the perfect harmony behind it. The least that I can do is try to be sanctified hmm. when he has justified me. And so I think but when do you go, think the people sorry to interrupt there, but do you think yeah. the people who struggle with their part, 
maybe struggle with understanding what God has done? I think that's a great way of saying it. Absolutely. Like the reason, the reason that it's hard for, for you to, you know, like you said earlier, step away from the coffee, you're finding that difficult because you're oblivious to the fact that God did everything for you. So what's a cup of uh, coffee? <laughs> yes. Okay. So how would that work in your relationship with your wife? Yeah. You got to be very aware of the other party's commitment, right? Absolutely. That's the key to successful relationships. So you both made a commitment in Mm. front of God and everybody. I will keep myself Mm -hmm. for you. That that was the justification moment. The two became one. Transformative moment. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you. I couldn't find my marriage license right now if I tried. Maybe got, my wife knows where it is. But I got mine nailed right up on the wall. I, I don't run yeah. by that thing every morning on the way out and point at it and say, girl, don't you forget <laughs> it. Right? No, not at all. But as I've spent more time with her, and as we have become one, and we, we have become intimately connected with each other, Meaning we know each other now. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that bother her that may not bother me. That's right. But because I love her, not because we have a piece of paper hanging on the wall, but because I love her, I refrain from doing that. Because it's relationship. And really, that's the crux of everything that we've been trying to get across. There is a different approach to living a sanctified life if you know you're doing it, not to leverage salvation, Mm -hmm. but you're doing it out of relationship. Yeah. Because you love him. Mm -hmm. It feels, I'm not doing it to, to try to earn anything from you. I'm doing it now because you said that it makes you happy. I want to please you. So so there's people that I know in our church, you know them, that that have a relationship, husband and wife. Valentine's Day flowers mean nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Nothing to them. They want a chocolate milk. That's right. Okay. Love you, Mom. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you and I can sit back and and, and, and snicker about that and go mm. <laughs> chocolate milk. I've never seen a romantic poster or ad with chocolate milk mm-hmm. in it. It's always dozens of roses. It's always diamonds, candles. <laughs> it's di- yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. For her, it's chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Now that guy would be crazy mm-hmm. to drag home. I don't care if he drug home twelve dozen roses. Mm-hmm. It's not going to accomplish it. She likes chocolate milk. Yep. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally that, get what you're saying. That, that part, now, the next person that got married on the platform behind them, better hold the flowers, man. Mm-hmm. Hold the flowers. Or through the process, you've got to learn to possess your vessel in sanctification. And so, God, maybe I can say it this way, God made me happy. Mm-hmm. Or he should have made you happy when he justified you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you got to be aware of what God has done for you. Yeah, totally. It's like the woe is me moment, right? Yes. When you understand what justification really is. What wouldn't you do for someone that would save you? Yeah. You're swimming in the open sea of life, mm-hmm. and you're going down. And someone comes by and saves you. Mm-hmm. At that point, you'd give them anything. You're, but you're losing it all anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, the relationship between justification and sanctification. I love my Savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he made me happy by justifying me. I want to please him by being sanctified. Matthew chapter 22 really kind of, sums this all up. Mm-hmm. 22.1. Let's read. And Jesus answered and spake 
unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed. And all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Yeah. But they made light of it and went their ways. Have you noticed over these last three verses, there's call them, mm-hmm. bidden, mm-hmm. bidden, come. This is riddled with calls. Come, mm-hmm. come, I'm bidding you. Mm-hmm. All right. Verse 5, and they made light of it and went their ways. One to his farm. Another. You should never make light of the fact that you're being called. Wow, yeah. Another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Wow. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burnt up their city. Then he said to his servants, the what? wedding is ready. <laughs> Still didn't cancel the party. Like he just annihilated cities. He just he said to the to the chef, "We'll be back. We're gonna need some time. We just 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 we're gonna be back. Let everything simmer for a few days." <laughs> <laughs> but, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways. They which were bidden, those that were called, were not worthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there was a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, yeah. Friend, how camest thou in hither not how, having a wedding garment? How did this happen? And he was speechless. Then the said, friend was speechless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then said the king to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, wow. and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. There it is. Many are called, but few are chosen. Hmm. Um. I want, to, I want to read a couple excerpts out of this in the message. Oh, good. Told you it was in here. Good. <clears throat> this may be the first time we've ever done this. Yes. Is it? I think so. All right. God's kingdom is like a king who threw a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out servants to call mm-hmm. all the invited guests, and they wouldn't come. So they'd been invited called them, and they wouldn't come. Mm-hmm. Sent them out again. Mm-hmm. Look, everything is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> the prime rib is ready for carving. Come on. Oh, my friend Isaac loves prime rib. There we go. He loves it. Come to the feast. Shrugged their shoulders and went off. Now look at this. One went to weed the garden. <laughs> Another to work in his shop. The rest, with nothing better to do, beat up the messengers and killed them. Man. Okay. The king was outraged, sent his soldiers to destroy those thugs. Level the city. I love this. Okay. Then he told his servants, we've got a banquet prepared, but no guests. The King James says, those which were bidden were not worthy. Mm-hmm. I liked how the message says this. The ones I invited weren't up to it. Wow. Yeah. That says a bit different, doesn't it? So I got a question to ask you. Can you handle being justified? Oof. That's the call. Are you up to it? Of justification. He invited you, called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Are you up to it? Okay. So he goes out into the busiest intersections in town, invites people to the banquet. They found everyone they laid their eyes on, good, bad, regardless. And the banquet was on and everyone was, every place was filled. <clears throat> now the king's happy. 
He's got a full house. He comes to the banquet, scans the crowd. Okay? You can't tell me that these people that had been invited, who are now sitting in chairs that they never would have sat in unless someone else who was called had not thumbed their nose at the king. You don't reckon that these people that showed up had heard? And there's some cities that disappeared. Mm -hmm. This guy sent out his soldiers to destroy the thugs that murdered his servants. You don't think they might have given a little bit of attention to the dress code that was going to be required to come to this feast? Hmm. But they didn't. Notice it. The king entered, looked over the scene, spotted a man who wasn't properly dressed. Now, 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 those that think holiness is just a matter of the heart would read this like this. And the king came in, looked over the scene, and saw someone who had a bad heart. Yeah, I remember a guy saying mm-hmm. that a few minutes ago. Was he wearing a tie? Nah. He wasn't wearing a necktie. He wasn't properly oh. dressed. Oh. <sighs> Okay. There was a specific requirement for appearance to come to the feast. Now, there's other accounts of this that we read about that we know. We know that they didn't even have to bring the the, the garment. He provided the food, he provided the feast, and he provided the garment. The only thing you had to do was wear it. Just put it on. That's it. That's it. Why would anyone have a problem with that? You're feeding me. You're inviting me. You're calling me. He's done all the work. Done it all. Now, got to read verse 13. You read it. I can't say it. You read it. Then the king told his servants... Get him out of here. Fast. <laughs> go, go, go. Oh, this is what you want me yeah, to read. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, Sound I, clipping. I know it. how to say this word. Yeah. <laughs> go, don't stop. Yes. Go. Tie him up and ship him to hell. <laughs> See, that one flew off the tongue nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure he doesn't get back in. Bro. That's what I mean when I say. There it is. Many get invited. Only a few make it. Wow. Many get invited, but only a few make it. King James, many are called, few are chosen. If there's anything that I would say could sum up seven weeks of talking about this justification and sanctification and the relationship between the two is that It has been an attempt to show you how to leave the general scope of the called Mm -hmm. to become part of the chosen. How do I become chosen? Many are called, but I want to be chosen. I want to be part of the rank that is sitting there eating the prime rib, enjoying the feast. I want to be at the marriage supper of the lamb. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if anybody else wants to be, but but somewhere I don't just want to be classified as cold. I want to be chosen. How does that happen? You ready for the simplicity of this? Yes. Show up with a wedding garment. You've got to be willing to wear the garment. If you want to be moved from the category of the called to the chosen, you got to show up to the feast and you've got to wear the appropriate attire. That's how you leave the ranks of just being called. That's many. But the chosen, those that are willing to wear that garment, are a whole lot more rare than common. That's the truth. But that's who I want to be. And, and, and if, if, we could, if we could speak anything, I, I'd, I'd like to speak to the fact that, let, let, let's, let's speak to young people. 
that may be listening to this, that, that feel the kickback. You're going to the mall, you're a young lady, mm-hmm. you're dressing according to the Bible's standard of how a lady should dress. And, and you feel the worldly mm-hmm. stare and even glare. I, I was talking to a new, a new convert recently, and, and she, she said it so well. She said, I, I go into the grocery store, and, and they're just staring at me. And, and I, I want to say, and I, I laughed at it. She said, I, I want to say to them, is there something on my skirt? Is, is everything okay? <laughs> what? There, there's, there's the world, and, and I, I'm saying this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I understand that. But when I'm saying the world, I'm not talking about, about people in particular, but the system and the spirit of the world detests holiness. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the world detests distinction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like distinction. It wants to blur the lines. Mm-hmm. Male and female created he, them. Distinction. The world's view on this is blur the lines, it doesn't matter. There is no black and white. Let's make life just this minutiae of gray tones. It's a monotone existence. And as a young person that's going maybe to a public school, going to the mall, going to the job site, you you feel that that pressure. I want you to understand something. You're chosen. Exactly right. You're chosen, and you need to wear that garment with pride. Not not some unsanctified, holier-than-thou attitude, but the assurance. What, what did he say? Ye are a chosen, chosen generation, a royal priesthood. What does he say? You're a peculiar people, not a weird people, but a set-apart people. Mm -hmm. You're not just average that ye should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. How do you do that? How do you show that forth? By By wearing the wedding garment. In times past, you weren't even a people, but now you are the people of God. You have obtained mercy, but before you hadn't even obtained mercy... You, do you see, coming back to your question, it's rooted in an appreciation for justification. Yeah, I mean, the world made fun of Jesus, right? Yes. He's been through all this. Yes, he has. Right? He has. And so the world, the world hates holiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, sure does. it hates the distinctives that we biblically adhere to. It despises them. I'll, I'll even go as far as to say, that, that as much as it despises them, you put a target on your back when you become a holy person. Mm-hmm. When you are a sanctified person, Satan and the worldly system targets you. I've always been intrigued by this, but Belshazzar, in a drunken stupor, what did he call for? Mm-hmm. He called for the holy vessels that he could drink out of. I, I got a question to ask you. As a king, do you think he was drinking out of Tupperware? No. No, he no. wasn't drinking out of Tupperware. No, he could say. drink out of whatever he wanted to drink out of. Crystal goblets, gold cups, whatever it was. Whatever vessel that he would have wanted to drink out of, he could have drunk out of that vessel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you know what he wanted? When he was intoxicated with the spirit of Babylon... He wanted, he wanted the vessels that were set apart. Sure did. Yeah, interesting, eh? He wanted the vessels that were sanctified. He didn't just want to drink out of some common precious metal cup. He wanted something that was sanctified and set apart for the master's use. Why do you think that the guys in the world are going to hit on the girls that have set themselves apart, saved themselves. Said we're not gonna, we're not gonna engage in fornication. We're not going to, we're not mm. gonna dress. We're, we're just, we're, we're just gonna set ourselves apart for God. Why does the Babylonian 
political system want those young people? Because they're set apart. Because they're set apart. Different. There's something special about it. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you something. God watched it. And God responded to it. And God said, that vessel was mine. And you're drinking out of my cup now. You don't want to be. If, if there just happens to be any Belshazzars listening this morning or this evening or whenever you're listening, you don't want to be found drinking out of God's cup. That's what I want to be. I want to be the vessel God reaches for. Mm-hmm. When he says, man, I, I, I'm thirsty. I, I, I want to I drink out of that cup. Young people, you need to hold your head high. That's right. Yes. There's nothing to be intimidated about. You're a child of the king. Yes. That's right. You're not average. You're chosen. You're not just called. You're chosen. Mm-hmm. And it's the chosen ones that get to wear the jersey of the team. Exactly. What's the first thing that they do in the sports world when someone is chosen in a draft? Put the jersey on, man. Put the hat on. Mm. Throw the jersey on. Yeah. The guy that never got picked didn't get to wear the jersey. Now, he may be able to go down and buy some cheap rendition of it, but he's not, he's not wearing the team jersey. He's not representing those that leave, leave the ranks of the called and become chosen need to do it with honor. You're not just one of the general called. You're chosen. What a great way to sum it up. Wow. And Roman. again, if you go back, sorry, no, if, go you go, if you go back to when, you know, seven weeks ago, it's not because you're better than anyone else. Absolutely right? And a not. lot of times people who are, you know, not necessarily attacking you, but are naive. Wow. You know, you must do that. You know, it really, it really takes a lot to live that way, doesn't it? Well, not really. Right. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a. It doesn't. It's not a form of penance, right? It's not a punishment. <sighs> but you got to go back to week one and two to get that. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. To get the full scope of this. But, but let's just summarize it mm-hmm. by saying that the moment, let's go back to that marriage relationship. The moment that you get the revelation that as I begin setting myself apart, he begins revealing himself to me, manifesting himself to me. Then, look, that means nothing to you if you don't want a revelation from God. That means nothing to you if you don't want an earthly manifestation of his glory. That means nothing to you. Then legalism will suffice or Holiness being a matter of the heart will suffice. But if you want to experience and you want to be the chosen, like I want to be part of God's Navy SEAL team. I'm, I'm not just interested in being in the Army. I want, to be, I want to be the chosen. I'm not just interested in operating in law enforcement. I want to be part of the secret service, if you will. I, mm. That elite chosen team that when God wants to do something in his kingdom, that's who he sends. Mm-hmm. That's who he grabs the cup and says, I want, I want you to be who I, who I use mm-hmm. for my kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's the generation. And that's the individual that we're talking to. That's not just happy being saved, but wants to be used. I'm not just happy to escape hell, but I want to experience as much heaven on earth as possible. And that requires sanctification. Exactly. So the chosen, the chosen are those that God sends out for those special uh, maybe even covert kingdom activities. Hmm. And he's not just going to grab Anybody. I, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm in a hostage situation, I, <laughs> yes. I don't want them just sending. You don't want no, me no. coming in to rescue you. <laughs> no. no. 
<laughs> I want somebody that can pick people off while they're dragging me out. Yeah, exactly. Right? The guy that practices all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't just want the guy that's got it in his heart that he wants to be. Oh, ouch. <laughs> right? So well said. Yeah. I, I want to be. Uh... Yeah. Oh, but I have a very you? strong internal desire to be a SEAL Team 6 member. Yeah. Can you walk it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Romans 8 and 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, Mm. who can be against us? Mm. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That word right there is the same word that he uses. Many are called, but few are chosen. When you're chosen, you are moved to the rank of those that nobody can lay anything to your charge. Wow. Is that a deal? Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. The called don't get that. That's right. The called don't get that. The chosen get that. Those with the wedding garment, he defends you. Many are called. Few are chosen. If you are in the rank of the chosen, nobody can lay anything to the charge of God's chosen. Why? It is God that justifieth. You see the cycle? Yeah. There it is. There's the cycle. Back to episode one we go. (laughs) There's the cycle. So awesome. Put it on a loop. Yeah. It's God that justifieth. You can't justify yourself, mm. so you sanctify yourself. Yep, you do what you can. You do what you can, and when they accuse you, God justifies you and goes, nah, I took care of him, I got him. Mm. Well, how'd you do that to him? Because he's, he's at the feast, and he's at the table, and he's got his garment on, and he's apart. doing the best he can. He set himself apart. He's not perfect. Mm. He's not perfect. He's not perfect, but, but you can't charge him, boys, because he's Mm-hmm. He's mine. And it's just an infinite loop. Justified, sanctified, justified, sanctified, justified, sanctified. Why would you stop? Why would you stop? One last, one last scripture. And there's so many more, but... I'll just refer to this one. Peter says, you got to make sure that you give diligence to make your calling and election. Hmm. Sure. How do you do that? You do that by giving all diligence to add to your faith virtue, add knowledge to virtue, add temperance to knowledge, add patience to temperance, and add Godliness to patience, mm-hmm. and then to godliness, you add kindness. So just because you're sanctified doesn't mean you can be mean. Exactly, yeah. You see how he balances that yeah, all? You're out? no better than anyone else. No. <laughs> Calm God down. that justifies. Like, Calm down. <laughs> That's right. Quit running around with the measuring tape and, yeah. and the rule book. Set your Bible down and yes. stop hitting people with it. Yes. <laughs> yes, totally. Godliness. And kindness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness, you add love to it. Because if this stuff abounds in you, if it be in you, you will abound. And you won't be barren or unfruitful. Now, when it all wraps up in Revelations chapter 17, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a conflict. And they're going to make war on the Lamb. That's right. And the lamb is going to win. The lamb will conquer them. For he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. And those that are with him are called and chosen. That's who's going to make it. That's who's going to make it. 
So if you want to be there, you got to make sure you put the garment on. Mm -hmm. Called, chosen, and faithful. That sums it up. Man, it's good to be justified, isn't it? It's a privilege. To be liberated from the fact that I can't earn it, so I can't lose it. But because he gave it to me, mm -hmm. I'm going to work with him and try to be the best that I can.